Hey, Julie. Hey, Arissa. Arissa. Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff. Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff. Welcome to this podcast that is called Something, where Something. we talk about Survivor and Big Brother and stuff. Danielle, good to see you. It's so How- great to see you, Brett. Yeah. How you doing? I feel great because I, I had a TikTok that did numbers for me. So wow, I'm feeling really which great. one? It's a seven second clip about the thing about Pam. <laughs> oh, oh, I watched I watched that. I watched that one. I didn't know Thank it blew you. up. Thanks for contributing to my numbers. Yeah, I mean, I we you and I were having this discussion about an hour ago. I personally am feeling aggrieved by TikTok. I did a yeah. TikTok that I thought was pretty funny. It got no numbers. And <laughs> frankly, I'm a bit I'm a bit concerned about the not interested button not actually mm-hmm. doing anything, which I think could be quite detrimental to some people. Yeah, and to society. I'm a man, I can take it. But like if you're like legitimately triggered by something and you're like, right. no, I don't want to see videos about this, and TikTok is like, cool, congratulations, you pushed a button. Yeah. Here's more good. of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I agree. Um, so but I'm still in a very good mood because of my own personal success. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, personally. <laughs> you after a bit of a break, you've 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 been posting a lot and uh, I have. We say on this podcast a lot, log off, don't post, yeah. Yeah. and you're not taking your own advice. But right no. now you're you're in a you're in a sweet spot. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just it's fun to, for me to sh- post sometimes, <laughs> even though no one should post. Stop posting Stop on every posting. platform. Every platform. Yeah, don't want to get canceled. Don't post. Don't post anything. Um, we're. We're posting today this podcast. A lot to talk about for the next so much. 10 weeks, 12 weeks. We got double duty here. We got Big B Canada. We got Survivor. <laughs> we got Big B. <laughs> Big B Canada. <laughs> we got a lot going on. We're going to try and keep up. You you know if you like this podcast, we don't keep up. Yeah. We, so good luck. <laughs> yeah. This is more about the vibes. It's more about the entertainment factor. It's not about the most Some up-to-date. people. Some people like keeping up with the Kardashians. This podcast is keeping up with the casuals because (laughs) we just do not. (laughs) We do not know what's going on a lot of the time. I'm voluntarily telling you all right now. I've watched the Big Brother Canada episodes, but I'm still not entirely sure about what's going on and who I'm rooting for. I know who I like. I think. Well, we're going to start off with Big Brother. I think it's actually it's quite an interesting season so far. Lots of sort of different mixes of people. I wouldn't say there's clear side. There's there's quite a big, basically majority alliance. But right. as we see on Thursday, they vote, half of them vote for the person that's going to end up staying. Was that 3D chess? Or were they just like a bunch of randos who are loosely connected and aren't even planning anything together? I think But they love their little shot. They love their little shot in the arm. That was thing. so weird. Yeah, I don't get it. What's the name cool- of their alliance? The is Savage called- Seven. Oh, so it's not called like heroin, heroin addicts. No, no. But okay. <laughs> come on, this is what young people do. They do like the shot, the ice in the vein shot to the oh, arm thing to be vein. like, yo, oh, cold blooded. Shooting my cold blooded, shooting my veins, bro. Wow. I mean, I thought I knew what the kids liked because I'm doing numbers on TikTok, but I guess I'm just not as plugged in as I thought. Doing numbers on TikTok. Talking about every kid's famous, most favorite celebrity, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. 
I know I hit, I must have hit the Renee Zellweger algorithm. Um, all right. So let's get started on Big Brother Canada. Last we left off, um, Kevin was still in the house and won $500. And guess what? Kevin is still in the house and he's causing absolute chaos. We got our first like fight because of Kevin. Thank God. Which one was that? that oh, was Kevin and he Betty. Went, yeah. Right? He went to talk to Betty in the bathroom and she just unloaded. I didn't see that one coming. Also, I did not realize that Betty has a lisp and it's very cute. Uh, Betty's a very interesting person. Uh, I seems like she's actually not great at Big Brother. No, I don't think she's good at Big Brother, but she is fun. She's bringing us a little bit of um, drama, a little confrontation. Definitely not good at Big Brother, because even in what she said to Kevin, she was like, it's not even game. I just don't like you and the way you're I playing the game. I don't even want to game. talk to you. Yeah. And uh, Kevin kind of does have a bit of an out. He does have a bit of plausible deniability there. And he's... Kevin is really interesting. I think things are going to catch up with Kevin eventually. I cannot see him. He's just a way too like he's way too much in the in the trenches. He's way too much caught up in whatever whatever firefight is happening in the house. It always seems to involve him somehow, even though he's going right. around and being like, "I'm just Kevin," you know. Yeah. My mom packed me a lunch to come into the Big Brother house, and then he goes into the DR and he's like, "He's I'm psycho an evil genius." Um. I think one of the interesting people to talk about this week is our guy from Quebec, uh, Marty. Marty? Yeah. He's not from Quebec. Well, maybe he is originally, but he lives in New Brunswick, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But he's yeah, French. He's tref French. Yeah. Uh, at first, I was like, what are you doing this week, man? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, he's not aware of this Savage 7 alliance. And the idea of going after Jay is, it feels like a classic HOH move by an HOH who doesn't actually quite understand what's happening in the house yet, where you're actually picking off a potential number for yourself. Right. And not that the Savage 7 is like going after Jay or anything, but at this point in the game, you should be figuring out how you can get into a majority alliance. And if you're not in a majority alliance, assume that there is one without yeah. you. And you want to pick off those people because in a couple weeks here, you're going to look around and you're going to be like, oh, wow, this seven exists and all of them are still there. And there's not going to be, unless we go on some sort of weird HOH veto run of like me and my weirdos, there's not going to be a chance to make up numbers here. So yeah, it's I, week two, baby. Yeah, I feel like it was a bit of an error on Marty's part. At first, I felt like it was a bit of an error on Marty's part to go after Jay when there could be people like Moose or whoever to, to go after. That being said, when, or sorry, I was saying Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Wendy's full episode. Marty does have this close thing with Gino and Kyle, who I believe are in the seven. So that might not be the worst place for him to be, to be kind of adjacent to the seven and having these two guys in the seven kind of like, yeah, we kind of want to keep him around because he's our, he's our little parachute. If mm -hmm. the seven explodes. Yeah. Marty is just like, 
living up to being the oldest person in the cast and being clueless. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, there, I wish I could pr- ascribe it to him being um, Quebecois, but I think it's more just that he's like out of touch. He's out of touch with the pulse of the house. Uh, I, Yeah. And he has this thing where he's like, I'm going to make a big move this week and no one's going to tell me what the move, move is. If you come to me and you tell me a brilliant move, I'm not going to do it because then I'm just following and I can't be a follower. Yeah, I can't, I have to make move. my own decision. That's mm-hmm. your move. Even if it's the absolute, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred, it's the mathematically yeah. correct move to make. If someone else suggested it to me, I can't do it because it wasn't my idea, which, right. it, you know, probably not the best idea. No, there aren't, listen, can we just say there aren't a lot of great gamers on Big Brother Canada this year? There weren't last year either. It's actually what probably makes for a more entertaining season. Um, I do want to say someone who stood out to me this week with a really great social game is our girl Summer. Summer. Oh, yeah. Summer is Summer's in a good spot. Tanisha's in a good spot. Everyone loves everyone loves both of them. But Summer. They showed her, like, bonding with Kevin. Yeah. And then immediately after bonding with, um, I think, with Tanisha. Yeah. And I just thought, like, this girl has the range. She can make Kevin feel good and at home and comfortable. And then she can go talk about Tanisha's daughter with her and make her cry and be and say, like, Tanisha gave a diary room where she was like, I can just see myself being great friends with Summer after this. I was like, wow, work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that was after the fight with Betty, and mm-hmm. Summer's kind of working with Betty. I, I I don't know the word. It's like the Mad Dams or something like that. I'm I'm probably mispronouncing it. Where it's it's Summer, Helena, Tanisha, and Betty, and so they have this kind of like right. four person girls alliance going on, and they're working together. They obviously worked together to save Betty this week. Um, Summer realizes that there, there's a fight between Kevin and she's like, she's playing both sides of it for sure. Yeah. It was, it was great to, I think it's, it's great to recognize like when there is a loner and when to have that little side, that little side business going on with a loner of like, Hey loner, I see you. I got you. Like, we're yeah. not going to be official, but like, we're going to talk a little bit and Yeah. Just to make them feel good. Like, he's probably feeling so low. He just got his butt wiped by Betty. Like, she just (laughs) tore into him. And he's feeling low. He's feeling knocked off a little, knocked from his pedestal a little bit. For Summer to just, like, they were just joking around, you know? She was like, let's go to church. They did, like, a whole, like, pray. Yeah. Like, a funny little dance. And um, for her to just know, like, why don't I just make this person feel good and comfortable right now? to me, was very astute on her part. Can I say another person who I think had a great week? Yeah. She, sorry, they were in a bad position. Uh Uh-huh. They, I think, are like turning into a fox and they might just be hanging around for the rest of the season. And that person is Jess. That person is Jess. Jess has turned this awful position of being... (laughs) This like outcast who fights with everybody about everything, what time of day yeah. it is, into oh, I'm just the I'm just the loner outcast. Nobody wants to work with me, mm-hmm. but I'll talk to you on the side about who you hate. I'll talk to you about yeah. this. And 
that's a valuable person to have in a house. And Jess is doing this really well with a lot of people. With Kevin, who she hated last week. <laughs> what called him a sociopath, a murderer, or something like that. <laughs> and now they're like, "Oh, I see you. I recognize what you're doing. Let's not pre- let's pretend to hate each other, and we, we don't mm. even have to talk or anything. But let's kind of sneakily have each other's backs right now." And I. I kind of really like what Jess is doing. I I don't know if it's gonna win the game, but the the hand she was dealt in week one, being put up, being called out as like the gameriest gamer in the game, and then winning a puzzle veto, a mix of a physical slash puzzle veto, veto, yeah, target on her back, their back. I apologize, and all of a sudden kind of turning it into this thing where it's like, I'm just going to be the kind of sneaky person behind the scenes. I'm just going to be quiet and say, oh, woe is me. I don't have anyone in the game. And turn yourself into a reducing the target on your back by just saying, I got nobody. Everybody kind of hates me. And then secretly making everyone kind of like you and be like, yeah, I'm not going to get rid of her. If anything, I kind of like her because she she kind of talks a little bit of shit about people. And it's, it's great. I mean, that's the thing. I, I said it last week. There's nothing better to bond with someone over than a mutual hatred of something. So if she just base hates everything and everyone, you always know, like, well, at least I can go talk shit with Jess. Yeah. And she's and and, and they're like, I'm just a weirdo and I'm just low status and I'm eventually going to get voted out. But you're playing a great game right now. You're playing a great team. Yeah. I see what you're doing to get out that person or whatever. I, it's, I, it's, it's great. Like. There we go. The gamer Jess Back is coming in. out. Um, totally. I, I think I think they've actually got kind of a, some legs in this game because then all of a sudden it's going to be like final six. And you're like, wait, Jess has been here the entire time and <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. has been kind of having a little bit of a hand in some in some backroom shankings. Yeah. Well, and they can win comps. So there you go. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we must discuss a little bit of the showmance of Bloomin'. We got a love triangle here. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta a... say, I have no room in my life for Stephanie. Steph is... Um, it's like, I don't dislike her. I feel like this archetype on Big Brother is always set up to be disliked, you know, of like the blonde babe kind of bimbo-ish gal but i i don't dislike her i think she's fine what feels off about stephanie for me is it feels like she is literally a contestant from the bachelor that they just put onto this show she just feels like she's on the wrong show the canadian bachelor Bachelor, is there a canadian bachelor there was yeah and there's a bachelor in paradise and i haven't seen it but i'm like where the hell could they possibly go in canada to be called paradise (laughs) sunny nova scotia (laughs) exactly (laughs) she i I don't know it it's what i kind of it's the vibes i get off of watching bachelor or love is blind which i haven't watched where i'm like this is not how people actually act on dates. This is people how this is how people act on dates on television. Right, where they know they're being filmed. Yeah, it's something about it, something just about how she talks and how she's like, "Oh, I need you to ask him about me." It's like, what the fuck? Just like be a human being, talk to the other. Yeah. Like, and you know who you know who Gino likes? The girl who just talks to him and is real and yeah. is like, you know, 
what was it I like mean, growing up and and you know what was it what was it like I, he said something about how he was like was he was he not fit growing he he was like oh he was really skinny growing up and now he's really like fit whatever like yeah start a genuine human connection with someone and then the it's mutual very, attraction grows but don't you find it I, as i was watching it, i was like oh this is such um like 90s teen movie wish yeah. fulfillment for the audience because it's like the hot guy, the blonde wants to get her hooks into him, but he only has eyes for the mousy brunette. Not saying that J.C. Lynn, she's beautiful, obviously, yeah. but like, but, but it just like had vibes of that, of like the snooty blonde wants to get that hot um, athlete hunk, but he finds himself some for some reason attracted to the artsy brunette. It was just like cute. It's cute. Yeah, no, I mean props to props to everybody there. I I I don't know. It it felt like very it it felt simultaneously like high schooly and also just like I was watching a very different reality show and not the ones that I, I typically that you watch. want to be watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Um so so Jay got evicted. <laughs> Did we mention? <laughs> Jay got evicted. Um, new HOH was Marty. Marty. Oh, wait. Well, Marty evic- got Jay evicted. Marty got Jay evicted. No. You know, there was. Sorry. It's I hard think for me he to was. Everything I know. Exactly. Yeah. Casual yeah. We. <laughs> he puts up Jay and JC Lynn. He kind of wants to target the two girls, but he made a promise to not go after Stephanie in the competition. Um, those two girls are not in a fantastic spot in the house, by the way. Everyone's no. like, they're obviously working together, and none of, and they don't talk, they don't talk game to anybody in the house. Even Gino, who is like kind of on, in a flirt man's budding on showman's with one of them, is like, I'm looking out for you, but like in a way, you're kind of not doing a good job right now. Right. Um, yeah, win veto, which she does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you got to give her credit; she wins veto. Absolutely. Go, good for her. I like JC Lynn. I I guess kind of. I don't know. Uh, right. Especially just in as a point of comparison with with uh, Stephanie. Like because last year we had Beth, and there's only one right. Beth, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. Beth, she's, she's a piece of work. <laughs> but now there's two of them. I'm like, I can like one and I can dislike the other. Right. Um. I do love that in both. It feels very survivory where in both um both weeks so far, one of the people on the block has one veto. Uh, I do love that forcing the HOH to nominate someone else. That's always good. Well, we that's like good because that. they they do the five person veto. The yeah. HOH does the HOH the person most likely to not use the veto mm-hmm. is not p- participating. I love it. Yeah. Um. So I a a move that Marty ended up making, which I think was smart to. I mean, he made a bit of an enemy in Betty, who I think someone called out that Betty has gotten last place in every single competition. <laughs> right. Um, you make an enemy out of Betty, sure. But his goal was to get out Jay. And honestly, I didn't think it was the best move for Marty, but he made the move. And I think some of his reasoning was right. Is like, Jay is an incredibly social person in this house. Jay, if Jay is not removed from this game early, Jay is going to go very, very far in this game. And even if he doesn't, they don't, sorry, I apologize. They don't win any competitions. They are going to have enough connections to even make it to a final two. And who knows, potentially even win because that final vote, that's all connections, baby. So interesting move by Marty to target Jay. And then to kind of notice 
there is a bit of a vote to save Jay thing campaign going on. And Betty is a vote for Jay to stay. Put her up there. That's one less person voting for Jay to stay. Eventually, it's a 10-2 vote. Herman and Kyle, who are work, kind of working, at least Kyle's working with um, Marty, vote mm-hmm. to evict Betty. But, um, yeah, I mean, Marty got his wish. He he had a successful-ish. A successful HOH, yeah. HOH week. I, like, you I make an enemy say, out of Betty, big deal. I mean, per- perhaps made an enemy out of people Marty might need later in the game, like Jess. Like, people who were aligned with Jay, like Josh. They're going hard after Josh. Or like Josh's allies, you know, I, I, yeah, I just don't think it was enough, an explosive enough week, you know, like, yes, Betty was mad at Marty and didn't like his explanation, but I just don't think that people will, it wasn't a memorable enough, um, HOH that it will really cause waves. Whereas I'm hearing that this new HOH might be. Yeah. I mean, I think. Marty was really lucky about Kyle winning HOH because he's working with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Marty's, in, unless there's some weird game mechanic thing, Marty's yeah. not going up this week. And honestly, all you need after a semi-bloody HOH week is to just not be on the radar for a single week. Just hide. If you're on the radar for a single because by the time next week comes around, there's going to be a new person who's everybody's enemy. And it might be Kyle. Totally. Um, so Kyle won the HOH, and we're hearing that he's got some HOH-itis. Yeah, I mean, this is all me kind of putting things together slightly from jokers and from Twitter and stuff. But right. I think he's I, – I think I got to refresh jokers here. But um, he's he's going after Stephanie um, – and he, before the nominations even came out, he told her that he's going to nominate her and she's blowing up at him. And he's having these kind of HOH sessions where they're like, man, this guy's uh, full of himself. This guy's very, <laughs> he's quite confident. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. Anyone that the internet decides before actually digging in that the internet decides is their little pet is going to disappoint them. Any period. person who's like, I have a podcast, usually oh, listens yeah. to me speak. That is not a person who should no. win HOH. And that is not a person. <laughs> I want you all to know as you listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know us in real life. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to dig deep. Yeah, exactly. It's you're only going to do, be disappointed. So he's really just living up to the podcaster uh, way of life. Yeah, the most toxic people on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's it for Big Brother, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard. There's three episodes and we're doing these on Sundays right now. It's like, I don't and know. And there's Survivor 2. And there's Survivor 2. And I'm trying to, you know, watch The Gilded Age. How's The, the Gilded Age Pam. going? The Gilded Age is amazing. By the way, the way you just asked that question is the way the husband, my favorite character on TV, oh, talks. Oh, yeah, the, the swarthy he, he hot goes, guy. Yeah, he goes, how is The Gilded Age going? <laughs> <laughs> They have such an amazing. That's how you know it takes place in a different time. They talk exactly. weird. My dear, how is the Gilded Age going? Um, it's they absolutely announce, fabulous. They announce announce everything. 
enunciate everything. And everything sounds very important. I'm very happy to see you. (laughs) And how will dinner be prepared tonight? Like, it's just, it's just very pompous. Like people didn't have control. We didn't have contractions in the English language until 1964. It's true. It's true. Whatever. Um, it's so good. It's so great. He just, my favorite character just supports his wife. I love wife guys. That's what you know, yeah, yeah. we've discovered. We've, we've established that. We've established it. Um, also this, <laughs> I watched a couple episodes of Star Trucks, uh, <laughs> because my husband is watching it. Star, Star Trek. Trucks Picard? <laughs> no, Next Gen. Oh, no, okay. There's like 8 million Star Trek series. I know. Next Gen on Netflix. So I've watched oh, yeah. a couple episodes recently. Oh, yeah. I saw you tweeting about uh, mm-hmm. Commander Riker. I forgot. So he's supposed to be like Captain Horny, huh? Yeah. Well, Is he bi? No. Really? I don't know. I haven't seen much of the show. I mean, I they kind of came in with him and he's like, I'm the young white man, so I'm going to be sort of like the lead character in this. And then, like over time, they're like, "This guy really sucks." It's more about um, <laughs> Picard. Picard, and then he grew a beard. William Riker only ha- was clean shaven for the first season or two, something like that. And okay. then p- lots of Star Trek fans think of the show as pre-beard and then post-beard Riker, and oh, the I've show doesn't really. Seen, I've only seen with a beard. When he has a beard, his character is a lot more. He's a bit. He's still horny for sure, but yeah. he's there's a youthful horniness that doesn't work on the show, and okay. that, then there's sort of like this is a horny forty five year old man that <laughs> yeah, is kind he's... of more what I don't know. It's like he's just a weird character. He's kind of just like a waste. Fucking William Frakes. No way. I Jonathan love him. Frakes. I love, I love Frakes. Factor fiction, baby. <laughs> I love him. But we made it I up. Just, You're wrong. <laughs> I just didn't realize he was meant to be this like absolute horn dog until I saw a couple new episodes, or not new, but a couple episodes recently. Uh, so just if anyone's interested in watching Star Trek and they've never watched it before like me and they're like, oh, I don't want to watch it. It's not sexy enough. Guess what? There's a character for you. And it's Captain Horndog. He doesn't do it for me. He's just like this very like American white man who's like, I need to go. I'm going out well, guns he, blazing. Cock out. Clearly. Onto yeah, the but- sex planet. <laughs> it's like Jean-Luc Picard is there and he's like, we should talk we to them. We must respect women. We must respect them. We must drink their local wines. Perhaps yeah. a- Perhaps we shall have a diplomatic solution to this. And it's like, uh, maybe that's why I thought of it. They all speak, they, whether it's Star Trucks in space or the Gilded Age in 1900, they all speak the same. We must enjoy the local wine, my dear. <laughs> like, why does everyone speak the same? Isn't Star Trek supposed to be in the future? Also, this is a very small note, but in one of the episodes in Star Trek's <laughs> the character, one of the space characters' oh. husbands, was named Jeff. <laughs> All these characters have crazy names, but there's a guy named Jeff in space. That's a very so. that's a very George Lucas thing to do. That's a very Star Wars <laughs> thing to do. I couldn't believe it. Where it's like you I have eight people with hearing. like like Slam Fandingo. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like fucking Steve Skywalker coming in. <laughs> 
Exactly. It's so, so weird. But speaking of Jeff. Darth mean. Oh, okay. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. Survivor's back, baby. Oh, is it? It's the two hours this week. And as always, Survivor is uh, even even in in its massive fuck ups. Survivor is like a much better show. Oh, it's so good. This was a great episode. Just in terms of like the storytelling. It was so beautiful. Um, So, so where to even begin? I I just, like with the characters, with the people, with Jeff immediately sassing. Like we got some great foreshadowing for this episode itself. Where Jeff welcomes the tribes all three of them to the island. And um, what's the kid's name who got evicted? Zach. (laughs) Zach. Yeah, he's like, hey, Zach, what does it take to win Survivor? And Zach goes, we're going to find out, Jeff. And Jeff goes, what does that mean? (laughs) Jeff is sassy. Immediately. Remember, Jeff has not left Fiji since the end of season 41. He's been there. Like Ross, who makes cooks the pizza, he's been eating that shitty pizza. He has he's been living out of a suitcase. It's fun to do one season of Survivor to be in Fiji for a month. Jeff is going on week eight of being there. He misses like he misses his coffee shop in Malibu. He misses like Wi-Fi, like that comes in at like a good rate. Like He's getting testy. He's got like a mosquito bite that's like big <laughs> really and not him. going away. It's like, man, I just want to fucking get. Yeah, I want to go to Nobu, Malibu. I go. I want to yeah. eat some. So I want to have a chef's chef's selection of sushis. Not happening yeah. on crap island. Like even Jeff, I'm sure, <laughs> lives on the most expensive mansion on whatever island that they're on. But still, yeah, it's it's not the same. Jeff single-handedly supports the Fiji economy. Uh, Roxroy, our 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 guy, he comes him. in. He's he's chanting. He's don't don't doubt me, Probst. <laughs> yeah. Roxroy is is doing his thing. He's we I knew we were gonna him. love Roxroy. He, I don't think Roxroy is long for this game. <laughs> I don't either. And you know why? Just a very small moment. I forget. I, oh, I think it was Tori, maybe even. No, it wasn't. It was um, oh, what's the girl? The Drea. um, Ivy League girl, Drea, or Drea? Swati. He he said Drea. to her like, "What's up with your shoes?" <laughs> he said so. He he talked shit about her shoes in a funny like. He's got this deadpan sense of humor that I didn't expect. Um, and it was just great. So, but I don't know if it's like quite the right fit for um. For social game reasons, but I love him. He he has no social game. He <laughs> makes the very, very iconic yearly error of being the guy at camp on day one being like, you cut the bamboo here. You tie the leaves here. You did you can't do that. I know yeah. the I, I know the consequence for not having for not doing that is literally not having shelter on night one. Right. But there's a long line of people who get evicted in the first three weeks of Survivor who are the person who's like barking at everyone about cutting the bamboo and stuff. Don't do that. Don't be a dick. And yeah. I mean, even she says, Tori says, like, we got our shelter. We can vote him off now. And when she said that, I was like, no. I no! thought for sure he was going to be going home <laughs> at that point in the, in the episode. Um, 
Another thing, too, you would understand. Stay-at-home mom, mm. stay-at-home dad. You mm-hmm. hear about the parents who stay at home all day. They don't go to they don't go into the office. They don't they don't talk with other adults. Oh, yeah. They spend all their time with infants, with l- oh, yeah. young children. They don't know how to talk to actual adult people anymore. Yeah. Rocks are always coming in being like, <laughs> clean your room, throw the bat, the toys in the toy basket. You can't talk to adults that way. <laughs> Rocks right. He's been in isolation for he's been with his kids. His yeah. number one wife guy, I would imagine. That's why we like him, because he's a that's wife guy. Has to be a wife now. guy. I'm so sure. interested to understand what his wife does in Las Vegas to afford a stay-at-home dad lifestyle. She's an ER doctor. Oh, is or she? I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she's just a high roller. She's in Las Vegas. <laughs> she's Maybe got the she's... sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's playing craps. She's got poker.com hat, and she's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, hit me, <laughs> whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Call. All in. I just think that he like is not used to being around adults and doesn't know how to talk to adults. But he's also his team is young. Like he's the oldest on his team. I'm he's the sure. oldest on the game. Well, no, other yeah. than Mike, the firefighter from the Boogie Dome, right. Staten Island. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. So, <laughs> so, um, so he also, yeah, it it makes sense for him to think like, oh, these are just little kids. I can boss them around anyway. It's a cl- it's a classic. It's a classic early game error on on Roxroy's. I, I believe we're going to be here at Roxroy unless they go on a massive immunity challenge run. I I, I can't see him. Yeah, I surviving. I don't care. I'm still bullish on Roxroy. Um. So, Tori, we got to talk about Tori, and I have a a separate note about Tori that we can. You have mention a Tori talk plan. I have a Tori talk plan. <laughs> um, she's a therapist. In qu- I'm putting that in quotes. Right. And uh, she wants to kind of control the weirdos. And like she, she, she's got a dude. And I think she's coming out t- to be the, the villain of the season, at least. Yeah. So far. Um, she, uh, I would not say she has a lot of emotional intelligence. And she kind of wants to control people. She wants to do the like, I know we're all talking about voting me out, but I think you guys are a much more intelligent people than than doing that she says stuff like that and um yeah you know in uh gosh i forget her name but i think it was survivor philippines a, a therapist won that season i gosh i'm blanking on her name right now uh denise um therapists they they listen and tori mm-hmm. comes around and she she's like rock story. she's barking at everybody telling them what to do telling them not to vote her out and yeah being this being the drama and yeah. i there's a way that she could actually kind of go far in this game because she is the villain. I think she's kind of coming out to be the villain. Like some of her facial expressions and the shit she's saying and saying and um, uh, tribal council. I'm like, oh my god, what a piece of work. Yeah, she she um she's fun. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you like you know her. what? You know what I'm discovering? I love my blondes. Oh I my love my gosh. blondes on reality TV. Or if I don't, lo- it's not, even if I don't love them, I'm just like, let's give them a chance. Because <laughs> I'm like, 
If nothing else, they're going to provide me with some good TV, which Tori... And by the way, we called... Hashtag we were both right about Tori. Because you know with a name like Tori, there's going to be trouble. No, there is no Victoria no. on this planet, including, God rest your soul, Queen Victoria. <laughs> including, God rest her soul, Victoria Beckham. Posh Spice. Does not seem... <laughs> Does not seem chill, posh spice. No, um, wait. But we, there are other char- there are other people we have to talk about as well. I just want to say, on the other end of the spectrum from Tori, in terms of like women, on yes, this I know show, where you're going. Well, there's two places you could be going, and I agree with you. I know who I want to be when I grow up. Oh, and her yes. name is Jenny. Jenny, yes. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Where has she been my whole life? I this, love her. I love, I love Jenny. Her. They're doing the triangle game, and she's like, these people are idiots. I have to do this entire thing. I'm a graphic designer. I'm the only smart adult on this trot. She is like, just the way she speaks, her, her, the way she looks, her hair. I mean, she's just a fucking adult. She is mature, but in the best way. She's not like a fuddy-duddy. She is a hot, put-together Brooklyn mom who, like, you know, you see her at drop-off, and she looks good. She's not wearing Lululemon. She's wearing a gorgeous Mara Hoffman dress. A fucking brand you've never heard of! Yeah, she's in got Iowa. her ice. She's got her independent coffee shop tumbler. She's not even using a plastic cup. She's got because she doesn't use single use plastics. <laughs> no. Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She is amazing. She is on her way back to her independent, her co working space where she was long before WeWork existed, baby. And she's got her. She her saw WeWork rise and crashed <laughs> all in the blink of an eye to a. A goddess like Jenny, who lives for centuries. She is a goddess among she's great. I love her. Um, Mike from the Boogie Down Staten Island. Yeah, great. Yeah, love him. Um, Yeah, no issues there. I mean, we have our two, the two true stars. I think though of this episode were Marianne, obviously Danielle. Yes, Danielle. I would literally take a bullet for Marianne. I just I've like, never seen anyone like this. Me neither. This is casting, absolute casting goldmine. I <laughs> cannot believe her smile. And Jeff even talked about it. Like, it's so infectious. She's grinning. But here's the thing. She was absolutely grinning the entire episode until Je- when Jackson makes his announcement that he's leaving, the shriek and sudden... Absolute waterworks. <laughs> like, she's so empathetic <laughs> that it exactly. was shocking. Exactly. Shocking. We're seeing this person. She's buoyant. She's funny. She's smart. She's youthful. She's like, you want to hold her and protect her. You want to do everything for her to see her win this game, to, to make, make sure, sure she has the okay. best life possible. Yeah. yeah. And then the moment that shoe drops, on Jackson. And I mean, she's only known him for like two days, but the sobs that come out of her, how broken she is. You're like, Oh my God, my child is hurting. You know, my child is in pain. My child is sobbing, shrieking for help. Oh my gosh. I I would, I, I, I can't describe it. I've never, I've never felt so 
I've never felt this way about a person I've seen. I, I, I love <laughs> no. her. I would do anything for her. I just don't think there's ever been a reality. Like we talk about archetypes. Like, oh, we've got our our blonde villain. We've got our bro surfer dude. We've got whoever else. It's just really fun when there's someone who breaks the mold and you just haven't ever seen anyone like this before. And that's why I also thought her story was really nice. And on and like you said, I felt immediately so protective of her when she was like, People treat like I was a weirdo. Like people, I dreaded getting on the school bus because people I'm, were gonna make fun yeah. of me. And I was like, "How dare!" Like I'm gonna find whoever made fun of her on the school bus, and I will make them pay. How dare they try to hurt someone who has such a beautiful soul? There are human beings that can confirm this. But when she was doing that thing about like I'm doing this for the weirdos, I was made fun of on the bus. I started crying. I mean, it's so right. Coming from anyone else, too, I would be like, shut up. Shut up. You know, like, this is stupid. But coming from her, it was just so genuine. And I was like, I believe, yes, I believe she am, is she Canadian? Is she one of the Canadians? You wish. Stop claiming everybody. <laughs> I don't know, but I thought maybe she was. Whatever. But she I'm immigrated, right? And yeah. then she gets to this new school in wherever, middle of fucking Canada or middle America. And these losers, these loser Canadian kids or American kids making fun of her on the bus. I can just picture it. I can see it and I can feel it. And I, it makes me sick. sick I have terrible news, Danielle. What? She's from Ontario. Oh my gosh. People, so that's the thing. People I could know and I could track down. Just give me. This is both. She's from Ajax. Do you know where Ajax is? I don't really, like, I know where it, I know it is here, but I don't know how to get there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I'll find out. Yeah, this is both a stunning, this is both good and bad for Canada. Obviously, we're on, we're about to streak here. We're about to have two straight female Canadian winners of Survivor in my books. After one right. episode, how could yeah, anyone yeah. vote her 100%. out? I don't know. Um, look at look at her. How could you vote her out? No. And then, two the kids in Canada are so mean. I know that is it's true. <laughs> they are mean. Maybe I was mean, but I wouldn't have been mean to her. Yeah, I would have been mean to um, Kevin from BB Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's a star. We call, I mean, you could just tell when you can tell from someone's photo that the energy is lit, then yeah, she absolutely delivered. And then the other, um, star of the episode, which is really a bummer was Jackson. Again, an amazing story. This is a shocking, like two hours. I'm I'm still not entirely sure why what happened happened. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of a little fuzzy on it. So, Jackson has this amazing story where Jackson is trans and he, when his parents found out, and this was another thing that really hit me um, as a parent that I guess is going to hit me harder now. But like, I can't imagine your kid saying like, I'm not who I want to be and I'm going to become who I want to be and not being supportive of that. I just like being so and being so completely unsupportive I just don't get it. That to me is super heartbreaking. But so his parents were not supportive of him being trans until, but then his mother got really sick and he moved, he moved back home to be her caretaker. And then him and his dad, they started to figure things out. Yeah. They bonded through his mother's death. 
And, yeah. you know, there's a that touching moment of, you know, mom dying is terrible. But the one thing is that if anything, this happened for a reason for us to come together and like love each other again. Um, yeah. Which is beautiful. And incredible. Um, yeah. Really. Absolutely. And I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad Jackson was on and, and told that story. I'm just really sad that he's not around and that like I know it's like a one episode thing. And like people like it's just you know, when when we're gonna look back at seasons of Survivor, when you hear that when that person makes it to final five or whatever, they don't even have to win the game, but they make it deep into the game. That story really hits home and really, you know, all of America is going to see that and be reminded of different bits of that story as the season goes on. And this ultimately is going to be, he's going to be forgotten because that's what happens to people who don't even get voted off on this game. There are people who are pre-jury or, or medical who leave the game for medical reasons. It's a right. very physically demanding game. People get sick. People really yeah. hurt their bodies. Um, Dan had to get his shoulder popped out and the first, he popped in on the first challenge. And on the second challenge, he was kind of gr- the, the doctor says, yo, you did this. There's very likely that you're going to pop out your arm again. Which yeah. seems a bit like foreshadowing for another episode. <laughs> yeah, but even in the second challenge, he was kind of doing something. He's like, yeah, my arm isn't, you could see his arm was hanging and he was trying to lift the crate with only one hand or whatever. Like, poor guy who's also been through a lot physically. Um, but yeah. yeah, I know I'm just bummed that, that you know, the Jackson story is kind of going to be washed away and forgotten in favor of whatever happens at the end of this season, whatever people do make it to final six or whatever, and their stories are kind of become the dominant narratives of the show. But I'm still so confused over okay. why, why, what I do, because like, it's very dramatic. They're all sitting around camp and Jeff comes and someone's like, uh Oh, you don't want to see Jeff at camp. When that Jeff comes barging into camp, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone's about to die. And yeah, Jeff is exactly. like, tell me how you're feeling right now. Can you breathe? Like, oh, like when, when the guy pops his arm out and Jeff's like, Neri, the doctor's coming in. She's popping the arm into the socket. He loves it. He's a pig in shit when when there's when the doctors are coming into town. And he knew Jeff knew this was a big, beautiful moment. He had to handle it perfectly. Yeah. So he takes Jackson away. They go sit on another side of the beach. And he's like, Jackson, you know that Survivor takes health very seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, COVID? Like, I'm just like, I was expecting a very clear, like, guess what? You had a false negative and you actually, po- something very clear, okay? I but, thought his dad was going to die. I thought his dad died. Oh, okay. That's at first yeah, I was like, was oh my God, so he's got the story about how he bonded with his dad. I'm like, oh no. And they're going to tell him his dad died and he's going to have to decide whether to stay in the game or go back home. And yeah. then I thought, I was like, oh, I, yeah, mate. And then he said, yeah, we take health very seriously and we ran some tests and we can't run any more tests. And I was like, oh, did they run like a blood? Does he have like cancer or something like that out of the blue? Well, and also, Sorry, and then they were like, talking. we, well, no, totally. And then he was, Jeff's like, we also, we, 
like you need we count on our contestants to be honest with us and then I was like wait what <laughs> like he lied about something like but it, it was just so many twists and turns I just had no idea where this was gonna end and I'm still not sure where it did end because I don't know <laughs> I don't understand what the medical <laughs> issue was it was very danced around, I thought. It was something about, like, he's on this medication or he just stopped taking he's this medication. On, so he's on lithium, which is okay. a very serious drug that is... So this was confusing as well. He's on lithium, which is a drug that is mainly prescribed for people with bipolar disorder, which has a lot of stigma around it. Right. But he's like, I'm not taking it for bipolar. I'm taking it for sleep anxiety, which is interesting because... For the most, I don't know, like you ask people in the medical profession, mental health profession, they're like, yeah, I don't know. People like Tori? get this for. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into Tori. Um, but he's, but everything Jackson is saying is saying, I want, I don't want there to be a stigma around mental health. I want to be completely honest about who I am and what I've been through physically in my body and with my mental state. So. Why would he be lying about the bipolar thing? I'm not saying he's bipolar. I, I, I'm not. Right. It's just a little bit. Everything about this is mad confusing. Yeah. Parade Magazine, Mike Bloom, I believe, did a follow-up with Jackson that came out on Thursday morning. I recommend people read it. I read it myself, and I'm still partially confused. So a side effect of being on lithium, to my knowledge, is that you get really dehydrated easily. You have all of these things that mm. um, that come along with it. I think risk of risk to your liver, all sorts of things that can happen if you're high stress, not drinking, not eating, not wow. sleeping. That's survivor, which is baby. survivor, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think I think what happened, and from what I read, is that he was attempting to wean himself off of it before. Survivor started. And when he was doing all of his medical paperwork with Survivor, he said, I'm not on lithium because his assumption was that by the time the show starts, he wasn't going to be on lithium. So why would he mm -hmm. tell him about a drug that he wasn't going to be on? Right. Except for he didn't wean himself off of it. And he told them that like literally the day before. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm weaning myself off of this. I thought I was going to be off of it, but I'm not. And then another one thing in the parade article, the interview with him was that this was literally the night before that they before they sent everybody out. And by that point, they had locked the cast and there were male and female alternates in Fiji and they sent the alternates home back to the States. Right. So if he had told them this two days before, they probably would have swapped Jackson out with an alternate. However, they had already sent the alternates home. So they're like, all right, we're going to bring you on the show. You're going to do your thing. You're going to tell your story. And then we're going to pull you. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't think it's really any skin off the producer's backs because, you know, this also was cast in gold in that what a beautiful story to tell. On Absolutely. So I don't I doubt that they were that mad. I can so I mean, I don't know how much this medical thing will, would prevent him from doing this perhaps, but like, I can totally see a second chance this season with Jackson on it. I would love like, to see All that. Right, I'm off. I'm off the, the lithium or whatever. Um, and I'm ready to play baby. I would love to see that. I mean, like with such a, such a missed opportunity for us to not see this person carry out a full season or, or, you know, however far they make it before 
getting voted out. So uh, really, just really kind of shocking and interesting. It's like, because there, I saw a rumor on Wednesday morning that, oh, yeah, also on this episode, someone is being medevaced out of the episode. Like one person for medical reasons does not survive episode one. Or right. they survive in the living and breathing sense, but <laughs> yeah. they, they're no longer <laughs> on the that's show. That's what I was looking for because you and told then, me that. And then immediately Dan falls down and his arm is like hanging a foot below where it should be. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this guy. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they're like, they popped it in and it's like, cool, you're good to go. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, well, maybe this yeah. is just a rumor and it was wrong. And maybe the, maybe the, the rumor started with, oh, someone has the medics called in, but mm-hmm. not, you know, ultimately doesn't leave the game. And I kind of forgot about it. I assumed it was going to be over. Um, oh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully we'll see Jackson. Maybe he's on an amazing race. I don't know. Amazing race. Listen, I've kept up a little bit. Amazing not race is not a good show. But yeah, you can drink water on the amazing race. You get food yeah. on the amazing race. It's he like can most- maintain being on this drug that helps him. Uh, you know, it's very hashtag basic. I need I need a little more, a little more grit. So uh, the blue team. uh we're not going to learn the names of the tribe on this one. Uh, the blue team doesn't make it. They go to to tribal council. There's distrust around Tori. Did she go out looking for idols? Which she did. She says she's like, I know. Why? Yeah, I went looking for some leaves to eat. But you know, if I see an idol, it's okay, not come on. terrible. But then she's like being really defensive about it. I just can't imagine how someone who is a medical, a mental health professional is like so defensive, has such bad emotional intelligence, talks down to people, is trying to be manipulative around people. I mean, I understand that's the game a little bit. Like, yeah, Yeah. like do what you need to win the game, but own it in your, own it in your DRs where you're like, yeah, I'm manipulating this person, which is actually very different from how I am at home because I'm a mental health professional and my job is to help people and make them feel better. But here I am and I'm playing the game. Here I am playing the game, but you know what? It's like, here I am do- being manipulative, and also I am manipulative. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure where, as with every tribal council, I was not sure Survivor's who was going to go home. Survivor's crazy, man. But our little buddy, Zach. Zach, well, that's his name, right? Yeah. Um, he, he went for it. He tried to take it, play the game of chance, and it didn't work. He had a 16, what was it? 16% one in, Yes, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, it was a one, one in six. Um, Didn't I work, mean, not safe. That was the right move because it was unanimous against him. It wasn't like him. The worst thing that happens is, is you use it and you actually would have been the deciding vote to save your damn self it, if it was a three to two vote or something like that. And it was, right. it ends up being two to two and you, or you lose or whatever. Um you know, so was the deal here that just like he was bad at the puzzle and he's kind of like didn't really have many friends? Like, what was the well, deal? I hate to tell you this, but I think so, the deal is also that Tori rallied people against him. They, she did. She pulled people. So she clearly has some pull, even with our man, Roxroy, who she was also. Roxroy, I was like, maybe Roxroy's going home. Because like he kind of he did that day one mistake of bossing everybody around, trying to dad too hard. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say, um, Swati—that's her name. The yeah. young Ivy League. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember in our breakdown of the cast, I was like, "This girl sucks." Well, I was like, "She seems immature and lame." 
I actually love her vibe. Oh, wow. I'm eating crow. I'm eating crow. I loved her vibe. It was just very like, I don't know, very grounded and down to earth. I liked her a lot. She, so well, our thing with her was that she was very, there. our thing with her is that she was very young. And I, yeah. and that still came across. She's very young. She's like, I'm in Harvard like and Elon Musk young. is going to save the planet. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. Get, a, get one real job and then let me know how right. you feel about that. Yeah, but I just, her vibe at Tribal and when she was talking with the Roxbury, I liked her. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I know. I, I, I didn't think I was going to hate her. Like she wasn't going to be like a crypto I thought she was bro. Be a dud. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I liked her so far. Um, two, uh, one other quick thing um, amulets? Amulets. Amulets, high, <laughs> Drea, and someone else. Amulets. I don't remember the other person. They they remember they got they got that challenge go in the middle the of the other challenge. Themselves. The yeah. poor blood over themselves, but they got a yeah. thing. There's rules of it. Amulets. I don't know. Like if there's, I literally don't didn't understand how the process of this power worked. I didn't either, but I did. Just typical. I loved it. Survivor fashion. I love that the high was like, let me pour all this blood all over myself. I like high. He's great. And I did too. And I liked how no one cared. Like <laughs> they went, Oh, is that blood? Anyway, like get on the boat. Gotta keep going. Like, Lydia, no who Lydia was like, That's a lot of blood. What the hell is going on? She actually <laughs> seems slightly uh incredulous about it, but I don't know. Time goes yeah. by. Yeah, keep it moving. Um, great first episode, great cast. So excited. Jeff is in absolute peak form. This is peak Jeff. Absolutely. I think Jeff is going to be spicy this season because I think he's I think he's grumpy. I think he's got a pebble in his his white Adidas. Oh, yes. Maybe maybe his white Adidas are breaking down from all the seawater from stepping off and on those. And it's like, yeah, hasn't got a haircut. The 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 shipping, you know, all the shipping lanes are, 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 are crammed with all these storage these all these storage containers all these shipping boats cargo boats he can't get a new pair of adidas sent to him it's on a delay like he's just i think he's going to be like losing his mind this season which is great for us yeah i'm so excited uh i cannot wait to see more yeah absolutely brett can you give like a 2 minute review of the batman can i can i have nothing up I have nothing else to say about the Batman. The Batman. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm gonna say one thing about Survivor briefly. Okay. I gotta. I gotta pay off my Tory thing. I do not like Tory. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like her attitude. She might be great television because I think she's a villain. Um, yeah. Tory is a. Tory calls herself a therapist. It says next to her name on the screen, therapist. It says on her CBS bio therapist tori is not a therapist tori is a life coach which is why Mm. tori might be bad at some of these interpersonal things she might be a good manipulator in the short term but unlike denise who was a therapist a licensed therapist who won survivor philippines i tori's like a bit of a villain here and she's basically like caitlin from bb20 uh the person i'm dating is is a therapist, is a licensed therapist, and is like, this is actually really, really bad. Mm, we watched it together. It's like really like ethically bad for the mental right. health community for someone who is a life coach 
to go around saying, I'm a therapist. Come to me for therapy. Yeah. So this person that I'm seeing wow. DMs Tori on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> to be like, what the hell, bro? You can't do this. You're causing yeah. damage to yeah. your potential clients, to the sometimes mental health community gotta, out there. Sometimes you got to slide into the DMs. I mean, you're a person. Did she get a response? Oh, yes. <gasps> if you can believe it. Tori doubled down. And said. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the full thing. The it wasn't no, this I read the screenshots. I read it. It's not it's not juicy enough to be read online. Like okay. it wasn't a total like defensive, like actually, you're wrong. You're crazy. <laughs> it was more just like, no, I'm actually providing a great service and kind of batting her. Like, listen, Tori's gonna get her. If Tori behaves anything like she did on episodes two through 12 of Survivor, as she did on episode one, Tori's going to get her ass handed will, to her online. The, people will be, yeah. people on her Instagram already were being like, you're a fucking psycho. You're, you know, people were, were coming at her for this. And she, you got to just, you either got to decide, love light, I'm sorry, I'm going to do better. Mm -hmm. Or love light, I'm actually doing everything perfectly and y'all are wrong. And yes. she's doing the latter. Okay. There you go. The Batman. Yeah. This movie is three hours long. Mm -hmm. Everyone whispers the entire time. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, for a three-hour movie, it feels like everyone is only in two scenes of the movie. I'm like, what's what's Where going is on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm asking on behalf of my friend Danielle. Where's yeah. that penguin, man? <laughs> Where's his little flappy arms? <laughs> Where's his beak? Where's, Where's his, his bottle? He's just yeah. a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. So, yeah, terrible news for you. He's just a guy, as is in the comics and every other portrayal. Have you? I'll have you know the Danny DeVito penguin was the only penguin ever in Batman history lore. Any produced Batman medium, comic books, television series, animated series, where he's an actual Birdman, and no. every other thing, he's just a guy. Who has no. a club called Icebergs? No, he's a penguin in the in the cartoon. Incorrect. He's not a penguin. He he's just like a one. guy who, who. He's just an ugly guy. Well, I don't care. Even if that's true, which I doubt it is. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's Do true, talk about doubling down on your bad <laughs> fucking problematic takes. Even if it is true, there is a correct way to portray the penguin. And it is as a literal man penguin. Whatever. Tim Burton made the correct choice. He had he had Pee Wee Herman somehow impregnate his wife with a penguin baby. And then they throw that penguin baby down the river and it grows up to become Danny DeVito. We're not talking about Batman Returns. We're talking about the Batman. Anyways, know, Colin just... Farrell is great. Colin Farrell is great. <laughs> I he feel like great. he's only in it for like 10 minutes. Zoe Kravitz is great. She's in it for like 15 minutes. Paul Has Dano was great. Dano. He's got yeah. a mask over his face the entire time. He's barely in it. Everyone's barely in it. Batman, he whispers. He walks around. He's sad. Wait, quick, quick cue, quick cue. Yeah. Who's, who's his Alfred? Andy Serkis. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Okay. He's Alfred. He talks okay. like he's from fucking South London. He looks like he's going to beat you up oh. after a soccer match. Yeah. He's in it for like 10 minutes. What? 
else was happening Who's- in this hour for the other movie for the other two hours of it? I don't know. There's just a lot of whispering. There are he, Batman just listens to Nirvana a lot in this movie. Oh, That's like wow. contextual in the movie is just like Batman's like listening to Nirvana. He's best. like, you know what yeah. was good? Fucking grunge music in 1991. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm still interested in seeing it, but I, I hear you. Here's my, at, despite all these things, yeah, you love confusing. It. I didn't understand <laughs> what's going on with the plot. There's like a, there's like a gangster, but there's another gangster who we never see who is plotting against him. And Thomas Wayne's dad, Bruce Wayne's dad is involved. And there's an assassination and there's a serial kill. I don't understand what's going on in this movie. And everyone's whispering. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best yeah, by any means. It wasn't means. the worst. It was, but it wasn't the worst. I kind of liked okay. it. Whatever, yeah. man. It was, I, it was interesting. I'm a bat. I'm 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 a good. I'm in for a good time with Batman. I'm in for some time with Robert Pattinson. I don't know Batman. if I would call this a good time though. This is a, this is a jet black movie. Like the entire oh, it's movie, like it's Lincoln. Po- no. You can't see anything. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like it's dark and it's rainy. Half of the shots are through like a window, like you're looking at a car window, but it's raining on the car window, so you just see you don't really see what's going inside Foggy. the car. It's like that's every shot of this movie is like there is through a window that is foggy on one side and getting pelted with rain on the other side. It's a it's a vibe. It's a very vibesy movie. It's like so. It's like very no thoughts, just vibes. Uh, lots of thoughts no of thoughts. thoughts. There's some thoughts. No. There's definitely some thoughts in there too. But okay. it's uh, I you know, it's it's like a six out of ten. You're like, this is a lot weirder than I would expect a major release Batman movie to be. It's kind of like an experimental David Fincher movie about hmm. bat about Batman. <laughs> Who would have thought that the creators of the 1990s hit show Felicity would have gone on to direct Cloverfield, The Batman, Super 8, and whatever the hell J.J. Abrams has done? <laughs> Carrie Russell should have been. Carrie Russell should have been the Catwoman. She should. Oh, not to take anything um, away from listen, Zoe. Don't get great. me. We can't get Brett started on the Americans again. We cannot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your review. Guys, there's just so much to keep up with. You can always tweet us, hey, Julie, BB on Twitter. I don't think we got a ton of questions or comments this week. Um, Hold on. Babu Yakshit shouted us out for not talking about Euphoria. (laughs) We did talk about Euphoria. (laughs) Like three weeks ago. (laughs) Someone has not listened to every episode of Hey, Julie, and it shows. Um... (laughs) Um, but yeah, we've got tagged in a couple. Like, thanks for tagging us and stuff. Donna Dubedu said, "Jerry, chill out." They think that we're Jerry. No, yeah. Uh, this <laughs> person was ta- Jerry. Well, this person was responding to the post about our episode that's solely about Jerry O'Connell from a month ago. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought. Assume- can I be honest about something? Yeah. I thought this episode was weird. Of our podcast. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for your honesty. Um, yeah. 
Because of Big Brother Canada. I, yeah, I think we need a better grasp of Big Brother. I, I feel bad. I feel like we yeah. need a better burger. And I'm actually really enjoying BB Canada right now. I actually think it's like much better than any of the American Big Brothers that we're, we've been got the last few years. Um, it's yeah. strange. It's just it's, harder to keep up with for some. I think it definitely so has much, to do yeah. with the fact that less people that I, like less accounts I follow watch it. So even if I miss something, I can't go and look at those tweets because not as many people are tweeting about it. So it's like. If I want to get context from the feeds, you know, like from feed updates or whatever, I don't feel like I can do that with Big Brother Canada as much. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's just something about the show that to me is harder to comprehend. I don't know <laughs> if it's that the house is so distracting that I'm like not paying as much attention to the actual gameplay because I'm like looking at the house and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why did they choose these lights or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. But I I agree with you. You're right. I could do a better job of actually knowing what's going on. I could. I think this Will is just I? us being... I don't know. No, no, of course not. <laughs> I think this is just my way of saying, like, I recognize, I think this was a... We have to get used to this new format of, of doing a week of Big Brother and a week of Survivor in one episode. Survivor's I mean, easy. Yeah, Survivor talks about itself. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out, gang. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can always tweet at us at HeyJulieBaby on Twitter and email us HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. Love it. Uh, this was, a, this was a, a jam-packed episode. Thank you all for uh, listening to it. Um, that's it. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. <laughs>